Welcome to the very first episode of the JWH Podcast. Today, we are here with John Lowry. John. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the very first episode. I'm very honored to be here. And I'm looking forward to talking about what's going yeah. on in the NBA these days. Mm-hmm. Um, today, in the first episode, we're going to be talking about... Uh, our playoff, the playoff previews, and you know what we think is going to happen, and then just a few NBA questions, and we're also going to be talking about who should win each NBA award. Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Tracha Patinos. Tracha Patinos is a restaurant with a bunch of different yummy foods. This is a very popular and high quality restaurant. This is a top rated restaurant in Portland. Use promo code KWH to get 50% off your first purchase at Chachapatinos. Hope you visit Chachapatinos. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye bye. Let's get started and talk about uh, what's going to happen in the first round. In the first round of the playoffs, um, the one seed Houston is playing AC Minnesota. Um, what are your thoughts on the series, John? Well, I think Minnesota showed us some real good stuff in the first game. Unfortunately, I think that's all they're going to show us for the entire series. Right. I think they're going to have a hard time, uh, especially if Harding can get a shot going. It wasn't really going right. last game, but he did right. have some really good defense, um, mm-hmm. and they still won that game. So. Um, with that said, I think Houston's going to sweep the series. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. I think Houston's going to win in five, but um, yeah, they have one of the best offenses, like I think in NBA history, just because you know they the James Harden and the Clint, like you know Chris Paul sort of turned Capella. Yeah, turned Capella into his uh, like DeAndre Jordan, you know, because everyone was thinking that. What was Chris Paul going to do? Because James Harden was used to having the ball, but um, he sort of adjusted off the ball, and and, um, and he kind of made Clint Capel. And they were wondering what he was going to do without DeAndre Jordan because that was a big part of the Los Angeles Clippers offense, you know, lobs to mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan, but he but um, he, but he made Capel into sort of DeAndre Jordan. Um I also think that the James Harden, Jimmy Butler matchup will be a really good matchup because, um, you know, Jim, Jimmy Butler is, like, uh, I think a top, like, 10 defender in the league. And, um, how, you know, how healthy do you think Butler is right now? Do you think he's 100%? Yeah, I think, I think he is. I, I, don't, I don't know. Or maybe. I mean, he probably he wants to come back just because of the playoffs. Because, you know, the Timberwolves need him. Obviously, because they're not, you know, we see, we see what they've done without Jimmy Butler, like in the past years with young Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, and that doesn't work for them, obviously. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and for Minnesota, I think that Andrew Wiggins needs to step up because he, you know, in his 
he's been he's been um talking about how he wants to be the first scoring option on the Minnesota Timberwolves, but in front of Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler. But when Jimmy Butler was out, that was his chance to show like you know how good he is, and he didn't he just stayed the same, and he didn't really do anything that special. Yeah, I think so, Wiggins needs to work on a shot. He's never really right, and he's a scorer. Shot. Yeah, and so he's a scorer, he's so he's gonna make those. Yeah, he's a scorer, so if he's not making his shots, then he's not playing well. Um, yeah, I think Houston has a lot more depth than the Minnesota Timberwolves. No, because I think that Eric Gordon is like a top three six man candidate, mm-hmm. um, and Houston's one of the best three point sh- or probably the best three point shooting team. And yeah, uh, Anthony Towns is a little bit young. Right, he's having a hard time. Right, you know, with yeah, the they they haven't been experience of Houston's right. players. Yeah, and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony or a lot of the Timberwolves players have never been in the playoffs because the past few years they've had a lot of like rookies come in and. You know, they've never been on the playoffs because the Timberwolves haven't been that good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, tonight they play game three, and I think that Houston, uh, I think that the T-Wolves are going to, I think that um, Jimmy Butler's going to play really well, and I think he's going to be able to uh, lock up Harden, and I don't think Harden's going to have a good shooting night. Um, and Chris Paul will just, he's not going to be, I don't think he's going to be that effective. And so I think Minnesota, Minnesota will win game three. But mm-hmm. that's, I don't think that's the only game they're going to win. Okay. Our next series to talk about is the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Utah Jazz at the four and the five seed. I think that OKC is going to win in six games because um, I just don't think that the Utah, I mean, they've all, they've had a really good regular season, but there's no way that they can beat. Russell Westbrook, I think that Russell and Russell Westbrook, that he's gonna, you know, he it might be a little bit hard for him though because Rudy Gobert, you know, he's a really good uh, rim protector, so he'll be able to maybe stop Russell Westbrook. But I don't think that, you know, Rudy Gobert is not a good offensive player, and Donovan Mitchell is really their only really good scorer, and I think that he's not gonna be able to um, score. Uh, a lot j- enough to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, I agree. I think that Oklahoma City just has so much experience with those three guys: Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Melo. Um, even though I don't really like Melo as a player, he's I think he's uh, not very good on the defensive end. He needs to get a yeah. lot better. But I still think the experience is going to outdo Donovan Mitchell because he's a rookie. Favors is playing pretty well, but I just think that overall, um, Russell Westbrook wants to win so bad that I think that. It's gonna overpower um, Utah just with that alone, and I think it's gonna be four um, two. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think that well. they're gonna win six. Yeah. Um, I think that really good matchup though is gonna be Stephen Adams and Rudy Gobert. You know, because they're I think that they're both like top five rim protectors, and you know they're both very good rebounders. I think that uh, I think that they're gonna be a few fights. Yeah. So I think that they're, you know, Stephen Stephen Adams isn't a very tough player, and um, you know, yeah, it'll be a good matchup to see who wins the battle down low. Um, but in our next series, we have our Portland Trailblazers versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I thought that Portland was going to win six games at the beginning. I well, I mean, at first I thought it was going to be five games. Then I changed it to six, and now that's. 
now we have to go to seven. <laughs> we have four, mm-hmm. you know, we're down 3 Um The Pelicans have really been locking us up because uh, there's actually a stat that said that um, we depend, uh, we're the, we lead the league in um, screens, set, uh, ending up in, in baskets, and uh, we are like, la- or our bottom five and assists leading to, ba- or assists leading to baskets, and so, you know, I, th- I think that, um, you know, Pel- I mean, Pel- the Pelicans have been locking us up on the uh, pick and, the high pick and roll, because when Nurkic comes up to set the screen for Dame, they just, they, sometimes they triple team Dame, and he's been not doing well, but he can't really because they've just been, they've not been, they haven't been giving him the chance to score. And obviously they've been shutting him down, double teams on the baseline too. He likes to drive along the baseline. Mm-hmm. He's pretty right. good at the, about getting around those guys underneath right. the basket, mm-hmm. but they've been shutting mm-hmm. down those baselines. So not only has he been shutting him down the screens, but even on those baseline um, plays where he gets to the basket, he's been struggling. And then he gets stuck. I've noticed, and then he doesn't have anywhere to go, and it right. turns into a broken play. Yeah. That's really all I have to say about the Portland Trailblazers um, series right now. Yeah. So I'm just kind of frustrated by it, so. Yeah. I think that um, he, he a, lot, a big part of Dame's game is threes, but a lot, another big part of it is driving to the basket, and, um, you know, in, in the regular season, I was scared we were going to play Utah, because Rudy Gobert... Because if we played Utah, Rudy Gobert is going to be able to stop Dame from driving. I didn't notice that. I didn't realize that Anthony Davis has been stopping Damian. I mean, he Damian has barely gone to the rim just because of all the double teams. But when he does get to the rim, Anthony Davis is there and he can't really get around him. Um, I think that don't you know without Dame, you know we're we're not that good. Mm-hmm. You know without our backcourt players, we're not that good, and that's why we got blown out in game. Um, one because we um, but like our, our our guards both had less than twenty points and that's not gonna do it. Not gonna do it yeah, I yeah. CJ's been okay, but that's not enough. We need both of our guards to be really good. only consistent guy on the team so far for this series has been Alfred Amina. Yeah, with his defense and his scoring ability. Right. right. Um. Yeah, I think they're gonna win game four. You know, it's halftime right now. I think they're gonna win. Game four, and I think that I think they're gonna win game five two at home because I think that our crowd is gonna be too much for New Orleans. Then when we go back to game six, um, in um, in New Orleans, I think that we're not gonna be able to beat them. And and you know, Drew Holiday has been absolutely amazing. Ray John Rondo has been pretty good. I mean, too. I mean, actually, a good statistic I think Jack at this point would talk about um, if we could figure out. The odds of Portland coming back being down 0 free. Yeah. In the yeah, first that. Round, right. That's pretty um, tough. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I think that there's probably like a 3 or 4% chance that we can do it. I think that there's a good chance that we're going to be able to come back and, you know, we're, we're going to be able to come back, but it's not going to be in. I don't think we can win four games in a row, you know, with just yeah. the Pelicans. The way they've been playing, there's no way. I do think it's a good sign that they've been. Having some little skirmishes here and there in the first half of this right. last game, I think mm-hmm. it's going to get them going emotional. Yeah, maybe, and that's going to help them at least, like you said, get through this game at, with the right. win, which 
might help them gain some momentum yeah. Cause, going into the next game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole series, New Orleans has just been beating us and they've been getting into our heads and you know, like at home in the playoffs we we need our crowd like needs to be pumped up, but that hasn't really happened when we're when we end up being down twenty points and we're like, oh and that doesn't really help our confidence. Um, I think that some someone, you know, which has been happening, which I think is good. Like, someone needs to push someone and, like, get into a fight. You know, mm-hmm. to let them know that we're not messing with them. That's all I have to say. Um, in the next series, a 2 and a 7 seed, Golden State versus San Antonio. I don't think there's a lot to say about the series. Yeah, I don't either. I, I um, <laughs> We kind of know where this one's going. Um... The, I, mean, I think they're, you know, they're up 3-0 right now, and I think that they're easily going to be able to sweep them. But um, the, Quint, uh, the only thing I want to talk about for the Warriors is uh, they, they, they have this guy called Quinn Cook, and he came out of nowhere from the G League, and, um, you know, Steph, in Steph Curry's injury, he's been starting. Oh, yeah, he's been playing pretty and, well. No, I came like coming out of nowhere. Well, actually, I, I I remember watching a game in the G League, the G League All Star game, and he was like, you know, like the amazing. He was the best player in the G League by far. Like he was just making all these passes. It it looked like he belonged in the NBA, and now he's getting a starting spot, starting spot in the Golden State Warriors. Pretty so, neat. Um, Pretty he, neat story. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, I think just for the Spurs. I think that their bench has to step up, but even if they do, I don't think they stand a chance. Even though Steph Curry's out, Quinn pops, pops out again too this next game. So yeah. um, who's you know, out? Uh, Greg Popovich is out again. Yeah, his wife passing away for right. this game. So right. kind of yeah. a tough year for that whole team. They've gone through a lot. Yeah, especially with the Kawhi Leonard deal, mm-hmm. which we're gonna get to. Yeah, he's Kawhi uh, Leonard's been a little bit weird, but yeah, that's all I have to say. They're gonna get swept. Um, in the in the down in the Eastern Conference, the you had the Tor- Toronto Raptors versus the Washington Wizards. I think that Toronto's going to be able to win six games, but um, you know Toronto's had an incredible season. I think you know getting the one seed. Um, Kyle Lowry playing really good. Um, Demar Derozan being really really good because you know, he's always been known for his mid range shot. He's ne- he's never really been known as a very good shooter, but now he's has like the mid range going in. He's been able to shoot threes, and his playmaking has been really good. So, um, you know, he's yeah, I think DeRozan and Lowry have been able to play together for a long time now. Right. I think they're getting frustrated because they keep, right. you know, yeah, screwing up in the playoffs the last right. couple of years. So you know, they've been maybe. really good in the regular season, and mm-hmm. you know, so I, oh, I hope that it doesn't happen this time. You know, because they're the one seed and. I have them going to the finals, so I hope that they don't uh, screw up. I, th- I think they've gotten used to it. But, like, DeMar DeRozan, he's, um, he's gone from, like, one, like, he's he's gone from about a half a three-point attempt per game to about four three-point attempts. So I feel like he's gotten a lot more confident in his shot. Um, I think that's the, the wit. The Wizards are going to be able to win the series. I think obviously that John Wall and Bradley Beal have to be really good, but I think that big key for the um, Wizards is like Otto Porter. 
you know, because I feel like sometimes he can, he's really inconsistent, I think, because sometimes he can go on these streaks where he can't miss, and he's making all these really good athletic plays, and then there's times where he just sort of disappears, and I think that he has to be really good, and um, the way, and both teams' benches, I think, are very good, because both um, teams, you know, like for the Wizards, they have Markeith Morris and uh, um, Thomas Sadaransky, who's really good during the Wizards, or um, during John Wall's injury, and um, Toronto bench is really good too. I think that C.J. Miles is going to be a big guy for the Raptors because you know, when he when he makes one three, he shoots about a million threes, and he makes a lot of them. So. Yeah, John Wall would really have to go on fire, I think, for them to win this series. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he takes a lot of shots, and he usually misses a lot of shots. Right. Um, and he's a really good passer, obviously. He's really good at he's spreading, speed. getting people spreading the floor for his team. He's fast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like kind of like what you were saying earlier with um, who's the guy that goes hot and cold. Um, Otto Porter. Yeah, so John Wall kind of does the same thing. We're all have a really, really good game, but then he kind of falls off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. He has been known to be good in the playoffs, though. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. I do think, just like you, that Toronto is going to win in six games. Yeah, there's one more thing I want to say about John Wall is that he, I watched Game One and he missed about 20 layups. He shot about 30 shots and about 25 of them were layups, just like driving to the basket, hoping to get a foul or just throwing up a layup, and he missed. He was probably like five for 25. Oh, I didn't see that game. Yeah, I, I watched um, like the first half, and John Wall just shot a ton, just drove to the basket. And I feel like, you know, he's sort of taking opportunities away from Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. I think that Bradley Beal is, is a, you know, he's progressing really well. I think that he's, um, it's like this is his moment to become, to show people that he's really good. And I think that John Wall, um, like, has sort of been taking away those opportunities for him. Yeah, John Wall got that big contract signed last year. Last yeah. year, so he's gonna have to step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Thomas Sadaransky though off, off the bench. I never heard of him, and then he came out and started, and he was really good. Um, but I think they're gonna be. I think that the Raptors are gonna get by them. Well, that's the first games. time I've heard his name, so uh, yeah, I've never heard of him yeah. I, I I've heard of his name like just a few times, but he's really good. Um, Cleveland versus Indiana. This is. I'm really worried about Cleveland. It's a tough series for mm-hmm. Cleveland. You know, I feel like Cleveland should be able to sweep in Indiana, but then Victor Oladipo is just coming out of nowhere, and he's been amazing. Like, And the Pacers have been working really well together. Cavs have not been good together. Um, LeBron has sort of had to carry the whole team just to get to the four seed, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Kevin Love out, he's been you know he's been having trouble like chemistry wise and you know he's been playing good but he has to play really good to be able to carry them. Well, I think Indiana's had a pretty good game plan to defend LeBron. Yeah. So they've got um, Bogdanovich. Is mm-hmm. how you pronounce his last yeah. name? He's been pretty good on him. Right. I saw and a statistic he... that um, LeBron is only his uh, field goal percentage is something like twenty eight percent. Mm-hmm. When he's defended by Bogdanovich, um, he, LeBron was two for seven last game with him on him on him, and then Bogdanovich you know, scored thirty points. So right, right. He was at amazing. At the same time, 
So, I mean, I think they've had a pretty good game plan defending LeBron just to take LeBron out of the game a little bit. Even though he's still scoring, LeBron's still scoring, he's still having to take some pretty tough shots to get those points. So, like, last game he had 28 points, which is, you know, a decent amount. But those are pretty difficult points for him to get. So, you know, he's not going to be able to do that every night if they can defend him well. Um, I do think, though, that I think that in the end LeBron is going to be a little bit too much for Indiana. I think Love's going to step up his game um, here in the last part of the series. I think he's going to play a little bit better than he has. Um, I think he showed that in the last game mm-hmm. with that big three-pointer that he had. Yeah. Um, even though they didn't win, I still think that um, he's going to figure out a way to get it done. I think Cleveland will win in seven. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think uh, is going to happen, too. Um, I want to talk about Lance Stevenson. You know, I don't really like Lance Stevenson because he's, he's just sort of like, He's had a crazy career, and he's kind of a crazy person. Um, he, you know, he, he likes to, I don't really know how to explain it, but he's always had this thing where LeBron on any team that he's been on, he's been on like four teams the last three years, and I think that on, whenever he goes up against LeBron, it seems like he just feels different, and he, you know, he's gone into a, into a lot of fights with LeBron, I feel like, or he's had a lot of moments with LeBron, and, um... He really, like, tries really hard when he's defending LeBron because, and he's always sort of talked to him this way. And I think that he'll be a big, I think that he's going to take away a little bit of confidence from LeBron. I think that will sort of mess mm-hmm. Cleveland up because LeBron is basically the whole Cleveland mm-hmm. team, I feel like. Um, I think that Rodney Hood has been pretty good for Cleveland. But other than that, without Kevin Love, um, the Cavs are just not that good. And all Oladipo has tons of confidence. Like I saw in game two, I think um, he just like in a big like like in a, with less than a minute left, and it was a really close game. And he just like strolled down the court and walked into a three pointer right over LeBron and made it from like thirty feet. And he has a lot of confidence, and I feel like that will really help Indiana in making it far um, in the series. But I don't think they'll have enough to beat uh, LeBron. Cause that'd be absolutely insane if they did. Mm-hmm. But um, I agree. Yeah. The next series in the Eastern Conference is um, Philadelphia versus Miami, and um, the three and the sixty. I think this is gonna be a really tough series because it already has been. I mean, there's been plenty of fights because um, they're, they're like. It's, I mean, it's really a matchup, I think. You know, Joel Embiid and Hassan Whiteside is really a matchup, but. Um, and I think that these are both two really good teams that have sort of, um, you know, Philadelphia always had, obviously had a really good season, you know, finishing the season with 16 wins in a row. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I think I'm right there with you on the, that Philly is going to win this series. Right. I think Embiid and Simmons are both beasts in right. this series, yeah, and they're I mean, just taking over the game right yeah, now. Yeah, so, I mean, the Simmons, the first... Four, yeah, four games, you know, the game today, just bullying everyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like when he's on the fast break, you know, he's a lefty, so he's always dribbling with his left hand, and I just feel like he, he, he can't really be stopped, you know, like on the fast break. I feel like no one can get in front of him enough to be able to contest his shot, so he misses. I, I mean, he's not the good, he's not, he's kind of like Giannis, where he's not a really good shooter from the outside, but... So your game plan would be to don't like make him shoot, but the only problem is, is that you can't make him shoot because he's so good at driving to mm-hmm. the basket. Yeah, he's got long arms. Yeah, like Giannis. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think I would you know a lot of people compare to compare him to Magic Johnson. I think that's a pretty good comparison because he's not like the guy who's gonna go out and there and give you thirty a night. He's like like fifteen, ten, and ten. You know. Mm-hmm. Like or or like he won't help your team by scoring a ton of points. He'll help your team by getting like fifteen assists a game. Um. So what's your prediction for the series? How many? Um, I think Philadelphia will, will win in six. And, um, you know, a question that should be asked is, is Dwayne Wade better in my in a Miami uniform? Because all of a sudden I feel like he's playing a lot better than he was in Cleveland. I feel like. I feel like he just feels a lot better, you know, feels a lot more confident in Miami, I think. Yeah. What is his home? So, yeah. you know, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But in order for Miami to win the season, or win not to win the season, but uh, win the series, uh, Hassan Whiteside needs to step up. He's averaging about four point four points. He's averaging four points, one block, and four rebounds. Through. I think he's a baby. I think yeah. he's an absolute baby. Yeah. And I think that's not a good sign for the Miami Heat for his future. I don't. I don't know that he's going to be around long term with the Miami Heat. I think at some point they're going to have to trade him. Yeah, yeah, he is a baby. He's acting like a baby right now because through the first three games, he's averaging 3.7 points, 1.2 blocks, and 4 rebounds. As in the regular season, he averaged 14 points, 13 rebounds, and 2.5 blocks. Wow. So, um, you know, he's just not producing. He's, and it, it's like, it's not only the numbers. It, like, he's just sort of disappeared on the court, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, today when I was watching the Miami game, there was one time I actually saw him. And he doesn't even play clutch time minutes. He Bam Adebayo, the rookie, um, he plays the minutes. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think they're going to be able to win the series. And um, Gordon Drogic has also been really good this year, making his first all-star appearance. I think that he also has to step up. But um, a good matchup will be Drogic and Ben Simmons. I think that Ben Simmons on the offensive end, Goran Dragic has no, absolutely no chance guarding Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is so much longer than him, and it's just and with the speed, and like the versatility, I think he'll be able to get by him really easily. Um, is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. I got yeah. four two Philly. Yep, me too. So in the last series, we have the two and the seven seed in the Eastern Conference, Boston versus Milwaukee. The first game, the last minute of the game, like you need to check that out because they, they it's like the bla- the best last minute of the game in like in my, in my I've ever watched. You know, I mean, with fifteen seconds left, uh, Giannis gives the ball to um, uh, what's the name, um, the rookie of the year last year. You know, I'm forgetting Malcolm Brogdon. Mm. You know, he hands it to him. He hits a three to tie the game up with 15 seconds left. Then Terry Rozier makes the nicest move and hits a three to go up by three. Point five seconds left. And then Chris Milton just like hits like a half court shot. Crazy from. shot. Um. Yeah, I think the Celtics are. I thought the Bucks at the beginning, but now that after the first few games, I think that the Celtics will be able to win in seven games with the Celtics up two zero right okay. or two one right now. Okay. Um, I'm I am shocked 
that Boston is playing this well. And I think it has a lot to do with who's coaching the team. Yes. I mean, when you're missing your two best players on the team, they're out for the season. I mean, can you imagine if the Blazers lost Dame and CJ? (laughs) I mean, they just got swept. Yeah, with Dame and CJ, without DeMarcus Cousins. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty incredible that Boston's been able to do this. And so I think it's pretty exciting. And I do think that... Kind of like what you were saying. I thought Milwaukee would would have won and beat them in the series, but now like I predict Boston to win in six yeah, because six, of what's going on. Seven. So we'll see. I think it's going to be seven. I think that Giannis will put up a fight. But I mean, the defense on the Greek Freak has been really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean, like they, they've kept really, him out of the lane. That he yeah, he's not like yeah. you said. He can't shoot, and he hasn't been able to get to the rim. Right. And then done, done a pretty good job with that. Yeah, Jalen. I think that I think they have Jason Tatum and Markeith, <clears throat> or Mark, not Markeith, uh, Marcus Morris guarding him. They've been really good, and Marcus Morris has also been very good. Like, you know, he's sort of he's sort of like um, like when he gets going, he's sort of like a spark plug. Like when he gets going, he sort of just, you know, like pumps the crowd up and and can't really miss. Um, I think that the young perform like or young the young star's performance has been absolutely incredible. I think that Rozier has done a great job filling in Kyrie's spot. I mean, Jalen Brown is averaging about twenty five points right now. The first three games of the series, I think that he has been absolutely incredible. Jason Tatum has been pretty good, averaging like eleven points and nine rebounds, and about five assists. And, you know, um, they they need those guys to step up if they want to win the series. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is amazing because Tatum was injured for most of the season, right? Um, hmm? Yeah, I thought he was injured three quarters of the season. No, Mm-mm. no, my bad. No, maybe it's a different guy. <laughs> Thank you. No, he he was he was healthy. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Terry Terry Rozier had to fill in the spot of Kyrie if they won or win like any games, and he really did. I I really. I think he was going to get next year. I think he's going to get a lot more minutes. Um, hmm. I think he's, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of, at the beginning of the year, I didn't really know who he was. He kind of came out of nowhere and he's been playing great. Um, uh, but yeah, the Celtics, I, I, at the beginning of the series, I said the Celtics need to figure out who should guard Giannis. And obviously, Jason Tatum and Marcus Morris have done a good, very good, very good job doing uh, stopping him, and um, I think that in Game Four, the uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo will have one of his nights, and they won't be able to guard him. And um, the Celtics or the the Bucks are going to be able to steal the game from the um, Celtics at uh, mm. home in Game Four. Mm. I think it'll be a tied series, and um, I think Boston. We'll win game five, and then um, Milwaukee will win game six, and then Boston will win in seven. So those are all the series wrapped up. Um, now it's our NBA Finals predictions, um, who we have in the Conference Finals and the NBA Finals. Uh, in my Conference Finals, I have in the West, I have the Golden State Warriors jumping over the um, the Rockets in seven games. I think, it, I think the Rockets will hmm. put up a very good fight. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Steph Curry will be back. I think that um, the backcourt matchups will be very good. But I think, I, I think that Trevor Ariza guarding Kevin Durant 
might be a little bit of a problem for the uh, Rockets. And um, I think they'll just go on a few runs that are absolutely insane. And, you know, they won't uh, be able to be stopped. You know, that's what, what the Warriors do. In the Eastern Conference, I have a big thing is in the second round, I think Toronto's going to get over Cleveland. And I think they're going to beat the 76ers in six games. Um, I think that the Raptors, you know, have been playing absolutely great. Philadelphia's been playing great. And um, I think Toronto will be able to make it to the finals. But, like I was saying earlier, the, the finals should just be the Warriors versus the Rockets once the Cavs are out. Because, you know, in the finals, it now it's going to be Golden State Warriors over the Toronto Raptors. I have them getting swept because the, the Toronto Raptors have no chance against the mm-hmm. Warriors, I think. But, um... Those are my picks. Okay. So in the Eastern Conference Finals, I have the Raptors playing the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And I think Toronto has a chip on their shoulder because of their performance in the playoffs the last couple of years. So I think that this is their year to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that they are going to be stopped by the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah. So you got opposite. Mm-hmm. So I do have an upset. So I, th- I think with that series, it will be a very tight series. I do think it's going to go to Game 7. Yeah. And I think that Philly is going to beat Toronto at Toronto in Game 7. That'd be absolutely insane. It and would I be mean, insane. Philadelphia, um, you know, last year they were 28 and 54. I think that's absolutely insane how they go from a 28 win season all the way to a 3 seed, all the way to the NBA Finals. Obviously, they have no chance against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, making it to the NBA Finals, if the Sixers made it to the NBA Finals, I'd be rooting for them, definitely. Yeah, who's their coach? I don't even know what the guy's name is. But I think it's... That, he definitely has a case for... I think it's Brett Brown. Okay, definitely um, has a case for Coach of the Year. Yeah. So, my my prediction is that, the just like your prediction, Jack, for the Western Conference, it's going to be the Rockets versus the Warriors. Yeah. And... You know, I've been pretty impressed with the Rockets this year. I did not think that they were going to take over the league like they did. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, I thought that Golden State was still going to be the number one seed. Uh, they Me obviously too. had a lot of injuries throughout the year, so that kind of made them struggle quite a bit. But at the end of the day, it is pretty impressive what Houston has done. They've really come together as a team. Now, I still don't think we've seen the best Golden State Warriors team all year, and I think that's to come um, here in the second round. So I do think that Golden State is going to take over this playoff run and they are going to beat the Houston Rockets in six and go to the NBA Finals. And I do think the Golden State Warriors will win and they will repeat as the champions and be the winner of the last three out of four years. Mm -hmm. And they're going to beat the Sixers in five games. Five games. It's going to be... It's going to be... Sixers brutal. win it's gonna one. It's going to be a brutal finals, like Sixers you said. Sixers win one. Wow. I can't, yeah, I really, I mean, I think they're going to sweep the Raptors. If they go up against the 76ers, I mean, that would be so cool. But the 76ers, would, I think, in my in my opinion, they would definitely get swept. Yeah. Now we're going to be doing the NBA questions. And our first NBA question is, does John Wall make the Washington Wizards a worse team? And I think, yes, I think that he might, I think that lately he's shown that 
he is like he's he's not really I don't think he's really making his teammates much better and which is what he is supposed to be doing and so um, I think that he was just injured for a period of time and I think that the guy who came in, Thomas Sadaransky, was uh, very, very good. And Bradley Beal got a lot more touches, and um, I think he was a lot better. So I, I guess I don't really think that drama makes the Wizards a worse team. I just don't think he makes them a better team. Mm -hmm. I don't think he has effect like he used to. So I think he used to be really good, and I think that he doesn't really fit in the Washington, like um, the way they're trying to play. So my opinion is is the same as Jack on this one. That um, I think John Wall is a great player. He distributes the ball ball very well. So yes, he's really good at getting the team involved. In my opinion, what brings him down as a player and as a teammate um, into the Washington lineup is he can't make a lot of his shots. So he goes through stretches where he he's just can't hit shots. He's pretty consistent. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that I mean you gotta be able to hit those big shots to win a game you know obviously he's really good at passing and he gets his teammates involved but if I think if you're going to make a team better you're going to have to be able to hit those big shots and I think that's where he needs to step up yeah I think that off target I think that one quite or one player that I think will turn out like John Wallace De'Aaron Fox because I think he's a very fast player and you know he's really Good. He's not the be a really good shooter, but he's pretty good passing the ball handling. But John Wall, I think that, yeah, I, I think that he just doesn't really make them better and doesn't have the effect like he used to. I don't think that John Wall and Bradley Beal have really good chemistry. Like, I don't know, Steph and Clay do, mm -hmm. or um, Dame and CJ, or um, DeMar, DeRozan, Kyle Lowry do. Um, I, but I, I think that... You know, I watched a game of the Washington-Toronto series earlier, and he just, you know, just drives and chucks. You know, he drives and chucks up a shot way up. I, like I said earlier, like he just sort of drives to the basket, doesn't really make his teammates better, and just sort of shoots a layup, and he missed, like, a lot of them. So I don't think he's really being that effective. And I think that Thomas Sadaransky, the point guard coming off the bench, showed that he was very, very good. And, yeah. Our next question is, is LeBron James going to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 2018 offseason? Um, I think he will. Where's he I, going? I think he is going... I'm not exactly sure where he's going. I think he might go to the Lakers. I think that that would be absolutely amazing if you went to the Lakers. I think that a lot of people, I think, you know, you're going to go to Philadelphia. Mm. Um, I, I I just think that, I think that he thinks that Cleveland is not going to bring him a championship because he's getting old and he's about, and, you know, he's, he's not like, that. he's... He's pretty far from retiring, but, you know, he's coming to the older stages of his career. And I think that with the Warriors dynasty, I think that he's just trying to find a team that can bring down the Warriors. And I don't think that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be able to do that just because of the, you know, the two. Like, they've rebuilt their team completely, like, two different times now. Um, you know, trading away all their pieces in the 
offseason and then at the trade deadline trading away like their whole team. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're just going to try more and more things and LeBron is not going to be able to um, – He, I don't think he's going to be able to carry that team much longer to be able to bring down the Warriors because with the chemistry the Warriors have. I agree. I think he's definitely going to leave. It's just a matter of where he's going to yeah. go. Like you said, the Cleveland Cavaliers are done as far as winning championships. Right. And they don't have any good pieces that are going to progress and right. be able to. Because basically, the whole goal in the NBA right now is who can take down the Warriors. And mm -hmm. so far, the only team that in, like maybe shown that they can is the Rockets. Mm -hmm. I still don't think they can. And I think that I think that um, LeBron wants to end his career with a big, big team, like a big, um, like an LA or a Boston or maybe Philadelphia. And I don't know. I think he'd fit in with Philadelphia the best. I think um, him and Ben Simmons would be like a pretty good duo, power forwards. Yeah, with I think they dominate with with Joel and B in the, in the yeah. middle right there. I mean, that'd be a pretty exciting team to watch. Right. I think. Um, L.A. He could. I can definitely see him going there, though, because he has he has a home in L.A. He likes L.A. So if he was going to end his team in a, a big market like L.A., I mean, I can see him doing that. But I think it'd be more exciting if he went to the Seventy Six. Right. Um, you know, I know that the Lakers' their idea this off season is to just go after a big free agent. You know, like LeBron or Kawhi or Paul George. You know, so I know that um, it'd be pretty cool to see LeBron go there. And, I mean, when Ben Simmons, if he went to the 76ers, that would be absolutely insane because Ben Simmons is just progressing. Like, like he's already, you know, I think he's already, like, all-star, mm -hmm. like, defensive player of the – like, I, I just think that he's rookie of the year. I think that at one point he's going to be the best player in the league. And I think that, you know, LeBron not – he's not – I don't think he's going to regress for, like, another five years. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's – going to get any worse anytime soon. So that'd be really fun to watch in Philadelphia. But um, our next question is, will Giannis Antetokounmpo think that they say it, um, ever win an MVP? I just I, go with the Greek freak. Yeah. I, I have trouble yeah. saying it I think myself. that we're going to need to learn how to spell uh -huh. and like sound out his name because I think that in a few years he might be really good. Um, yeah, I mean, like, pe you know, people think of him as so good and, like, People forget that he's only 22 years old. You know, like, they're comparing him, you know, and they're like, is he going to win the MVP over LeBron James? LeBron James is, like, 33 or 34 years old, and he's only 22. So I think that he has plenty of room. And Well, I mean, I saw a story about Giannis, mm -hmm. about trying to eat tacos after the, after the Milwaukee game, and um, for some reason his own mm -hmm. city didn't know he was Giannis in the taco shop because the taco shop didn't serve him for 10 minutes. So he ended up just leaving. So I think he's still, like, even his own town doesn't really know who he is sometimes because <laughs> it's just a small market. Right. Right. And, and you he's know, still like, coming into his own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that, um, I think he is going to become an MVP someday. I think he's a hard worker. I know he's a hard worker. Um, a lot of his, I've heard a lot from the league, around the league, um, in the news about how hard he works. He sticks to himself, mm -hmm. he's not all about the media. So I think he really he focuses on his game. His game yeah. is really important to him. Basketball is really important to him. He's not all about the the glamour the NBA brings. He's just about working hard and getting better. And mm -hmm. I think it's pretty awesome that he was um, peddling um, little trinkets on the streets of Greece eight years ago. I mean, yeah. That's pretty insane. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that he's still growing, too. You think so? I, I think he is, because I think that they, I read an article that, like, you know, his hands are absolutely humongous, but I think that entering this NBA season, he was, like, 6, like, 10, and now he's, like, 7 feet. What? Wow. <laughs> I think it's pretty, I mean, he's only 22, so he can yeah, still grow. true. But that, it, it's pretty crazy, you know, so I, I, I do think he's going to win an MVP. Um, our last question, is Kawhi Leonard going to leave the San Antonio Spurs during the 2018 offseason? I think he, uh, I think he will, because, um, I, I, I just, you know, the Spurs having a tough year, you know, Greg Popovich having some troubles with his wife, and then, like, you know, they're just not really doing that well, and they don't have a, a lot of talent, um, I just think that they're, they're, you know, a lot of their guys are, that used to be really good, that led them, are old, like Tony Parker, Monty Ginobili, Tim Duncan, retired. I just think that he's going to leave, maybe go to L.A., Lakers. But I think that if he goes to the Lakers, LeBron won't go to the Lakers. Or yeah, it'll I be. Agree. And I think he might mm-hmm. be, I think he's interested in going to the Clippers, too. That's what I hear. I think he's just the LA teams are trying to get Kawhi Leonard. So, um, yeah, I think it sounds like there's. A, I mean, you can tell there's a lot of sour grapes in yeah. San Antonio right now with the whole injury thing with Leonard, and nobody really knows how injured he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's came back and he's gone, gone. out. He's came back. You know, mm-hmm. no one really knows what's going on with him. Exactly. People thought he was going to come. Like people thought he was going to be out for like. Three weeks at the begin at the start of the season, and then he's you know he's out for the whole year. It's really weird. I think that yeah. I and I think that he will also leave just because the Spurs like everyone on the Spurs is not really that happy and doesn't really like have a lot of like pers like personality. I guess you, you know like they do, but their personalities just were like like Aldridge. Yeah, like Aldridge, you know, just turned into like super like chill quiet guy like that's what you basically do when you sign at the Spurs and yeah I'm pretty disappointed with the whole thing you know he was one of my favorite players a couple years ago because he's so good on defense and he was pretty powerful on offense I think he's really fun to watch I was actually pretty excited to see how he was gonna evolve as a player and so I think that he is gonna go somewhere but I also think that teams are gonna be taking some somewhat of a risk with him not only injury but with his personality Mm -hmm. I mean if you can't get along with pop you know, the guy has won so many championships over and over and over again. I think there's something going on there, maybe mentally with him, yeah. that he's struggling with. So I definitely think um, he is going somewhere, but I think the team that takes him is going to is gonna um, have to risk something mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, and, like, he hasn't been I, – I actually heard that he hasn't been showing up to any of his first playoffs games. Wow. And so he's just – yeah, he's just like, – Wow, you know, that just shows that he might not want to be with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I think that with signing with another team, I think that there will be, will be a risk because they'll, you know, health-wise and just, you know, what you were saying, I think that will be a big risk. But um, now we are going to go into the NBA awards. Um, my... The first word that we have is an MVP, Most Valuable Player. My winner is James Harden. I, I don't really think it's that close. No, I don't think so either. 
Um, I don't think there's much to say. I think he led the, you know, I, I think that, you know, obviously Westbrook was amazing last year, but I think he sort of got over, like, overlooked just because everyone was focused on Westbrook and his triple-double. Like, he still averaged, like, 30 points, 11, re- or 11 assists, and, like, 7 or 8 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was pretty close. It's just that, you know, he finished second to Russell. But he still did amazing, and now he's leading the Rockets to sixty-five and seventeen record, first seed in the West, which is really hard to do. Um, he averaged thirty points, nine rebounds, and six, um, uh, or nine assists and six rebounds. Um, he led the league in scoring and finished third in assists. And I think he's, I think he, the Houston Rockets offense is one of the best offenses I've ever seen. Because just like the lobs, I think, are such a big part. You know, mm-hmm. Clint Capella, and that's all I have. And then my runner-up is LeBron James. Okay. And our next award is Rookie of the Year. Oh, you want to Yeah, I Enough forgot. said. Enough said. Okay. I agree. There's, yeah. no, there's no more I can add to that. Yeah. Um, r- rookie of the Year. The winner is um, Ben Simmons. I think uh, he almost averaged a triple double as a rookie. Uh, he led all rookies in assists and rebounding with H each. Um, you know he he led a Philadelphia team with a record of twenty eight and fifty four and third or fourteenth in their conference last year to fifty two and thirty, and they got the three seed. I think that's that's pretty crazy, and. I think he a good comparison is him to Magic Johnson, just because he's not the guy that could, like Steph or Harden, who goes and like hits thirty points a night. He averages like, you know, like fifteen points, but then he might win the game for your team, not averaging thirty points, but like, may I don't know, fifteen assists. So, I think that he's just gonna progress, and you know, my runner-up is Donovan Mitchell. It, I th- I thought it was Donovan Mitchell. For a long time, to the last few weeks, just because Ben Simmons played absolutely amazing. Um, I just think that Donovan Mitchell led the Jazz. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. I thought that when Gordon Hayward left, oh, the Jazz are not going to be good, and he really led them a lot, or he led them to a five seed in the West. And mm-hmm. So I think that was pretty great. Yeah, I agree. Ben Simmons I have the same mm-hmm. answer for that. I think that he is. Just a dominant player when he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a game where he was matched up against LeBron quite a bit most of the game, and he was toe to toe with LeBron in that game. And I think if you can mm-hmm. go toe to toe with a superstar as a rookie, I think that says a lot as a, for you as a player and as a person. You know, he's a pretty strong mm-hmm. guy as mentally. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, he's a great player too. So it's kind of hard. They're different players, right? I mean, they play a different game. So I think that's, that's kind of difficult to to look at. I mean, you're comparing an apple with an orange. Um, but I just think the way that Ben Simmons, um, the way he fits into his club, his team, um, I think is very impressive. And like you said, when you go from, was it 23 wins the season before, 14? Uh, tw- tw- 28. 28 wins so, uh, to over 50 okay. wins the next season. I think that's pretty incredible. Yes. Um. My next award is Coach of the Year. Um, I have Brad Stevens. 
I, you know, who I don't know who won Coach of the Year. I think it might have been him. Last year? I think it was Steve Kerr. I don't, I don't mm. remember exactly, but, but I think that he should win it be just because, you know, he's he's a great coach and he led the Celtics without their two best players. Or I mean, Kyrie was there for a while, but he's injured now, and right now in their series, you know, I I mean they're tied right now two to two. I thought the Bucks were like gonna beat really beat them. I think that Jalen Brown and Jansen Tatum have been a big part, but I just think it's crazy to lead your, you know, lead without Gordon Hayward getting injured five minutes into the first um, quarter of like the first game of the regular season, and then, um, you know, with Ky- Kyrie out for a little bit, I think that it was pretty crazy that he was, you know, able to stick with the Boston and, and they were still able to have a successful season. I agree. I'm upset yeah. on that. Yeah. My runner-up is Quinn Snyder, coach of the Jazz. Basically, it was a lot with Donovan Mitchell and just not much to say. But the defensive player of the year, my winner is Rudy Gobert. Mm. Um, I know he's injured for like 25 or 30 games, but I still think he should win because Finished second in the league with two and a half blocks and finished fifth in rebounds with 11. Pretty crazy that he's fifth in rebounds with 11 11 rebounds. Um, I just think that, you know, not only about the stats, but whenever, whoever plays against the Jazz, if you're like a guy who doesn't really, isn't a great shooter, but drives to the basket a lot, you're going to have a tough time because Rudy Gobert is just like, I just think he intuited and intimidates a lot of people just with his size and like you know how his just shot blocking ability Mm -hmm. Mm. mine is anthony davis um just because he is able to do to have a very good defensive Mm -hmm. game and also put up points on offense Mm -hmm. so i know he's exuding a lot of energy on offense but he's still able to block the lane all the time and i just think that Teams have to go around him is their only way to win against um, Anthony Davis. Um, they have to be able to spread the floor, and that's they, they can't go to the middle, right? I mean, they just can't. Right, they right, just don't right. win that way. So I think his dominance that's what, is just incredible. I mean, just like Gobert, same thing. I just think that, in my opinion, Anthony Davis is a little bit better just because, just by considering what he can do on the offensive side of the ball as well because of that energy he's got to put out to be able to score 20 to 30 points and then be able to dominate the defense. I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah, he, he was definitely a candidate for yeah. me too. Uh, most improved player, I, I don't know. If you don't have Victor Oladipo, or if anyone doesn't have Victor Oladipo, I think they're absolutely insane because, <laughs> I don't know, like, I mean, I think that there's a lot of really good guys that improve. I think that one of them was Chris Dunn for the Chicago Bulls. I think that he improved a lot. Um, a few other guys. But, I mean, Victor <laughs> Oladipo went from, like, you know, like, like just an average starting shooting guard for Oklahoma State Thunder. No one really, really talked about him. And then they were like, oh, Paul George got traded to the Oklahoma State Thunder with Victor and DeMontis Sabonis. And Sabonis has been really good, too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Oklahoma just got a steal. I think that the Indiana Pacers won that trade. 
just I don't think Paul Drew's played that good and I think that Juan Spillis has been amazing. Victor Oladipo, you know, he's he just he's he's yeah, he's just improved a lot. Um yeah, he's he's Victor Oladipo's he's uh, just I don't know, I'm speechless. <laughs> he's really good. Like he's he just went from an average starting shooting guard to, you know, like Dane, mm-hmm. and he's better than CJ, I think, and he's just, I think he's really care, had to carry that Indiana Pacers team. Um, and he, I mean, he went from 16 points a game to, like, 25. Mm-hmm. I picked Clint Capella just mm-hmm. because he was a no-namer, kind of the same story. Um, that, yeah, actually, I forgot about Clint Capella. That, that would be... Very good. And he wasn't even starting at the beginning of the year. He wasn't even really playing at the beginning of the year. And then he just kind of blossomed throughout the year. So, I mean, that's another – that's my pick because, um, I mean, you look at him now in the playoffs, it's just like, wow, he wasn't even he wasn't even playing at the beginning of the year. And he's right. a pretty big piece of their team now. I take back so. the insane thing because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I forgot about Clint Capella. Clint Capella has been – he's he's pretty close to Victor Oladipo. Yeah. I mean, I remember – I didn't really know who he was and now – just becoming like such a big part of the Houston offense. I I think I agree with you. I still think Victor Oladipo yeah. is the starter though. Sixth man of the year. I think that the winner is Lou Williams. I, I think he started a little bit. I think he mm-hmm. on the bench a little bit too though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean he led his team to a forty-two win season. Yeah. I mean I know that that they finished like the tenth seed, but that's what happens when you're in the Western Conference, and. And he averaged like twenty three points, six assists, and three rebounds. I, I, pretty impressive. I, I think he improved a lot too. I think he was a candidate for most improved player. Um, yeah, I, I think he's for six man. He's really, he's good. I want to say Will Barton just because I'm partial because he's <laughs> an ex blazer. Love Will Barton. Love his attitude. Love the fact that he can slam it whenever mm. he wants. Maybe with a little bit of three sixty in there. Yeah. Um. But I did pick Lou Gordon. I think he's gonna repeat this Lou year. Lou Williams or Eric Gordon? Sorry, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Eric Gordon's gonna repeat. I think. Um, I yeah. I mean, I I think that it's mm-hmm. it's you know Lou Williams is a little bit different. Team has a little bit different team. Than Eric Gordon. I mean, Eric Gordon's coming off the bench to like a, an incredible yeah. starting five. Yeah, so is, you know he's. I think even off the bench, he had to basically he came in and just carried Clippers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they have two different roles. Um. But I agree with you. I think Eric Gordon is really good. I think he's you know he fits really well for Houston because. You know, if you're not a good three point shooter, you're not gonna play for the Houston Rockets. No. So, um. And he's a very good three-point shooter. So, And that's going to wrap it up. So I thank you, John, for being here. It was very fun. First episode of my podcast. I'm yeah, looking thanks, forward Jack. to it's more. It's been, been a, a very good time. Very honored to be here, be the first um, podcast that you're doing. And I wish you all the best in the future. Yes. And I hope to be back someday. Yeah. And episode two will be coming soon. Um, I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about yet. I'm still sort of figuring it out, but um, I'm looking forward to episode two. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace.
By the way, Chacha Patino's is not a real restaurant. Please do not sue me. Thank you.